are listening to the Project Weight Loss Podcast, where your best life is just one project away. And now, your host and life coach, Fina Perez. Okay, first off, if I sound a little weird, it's because I just came back from the dentist a couple of hours ago, so half my face is still numb. (laughs) Even so, I'm so excited to come to you this week to speak with you regarding one of my favorite maesters. And that maester is Marie Kondo. But before that, how are you? I hope you had a fantastic week last week. And I hope that the Trifecta of Emotions podcast really served you. That's my hope for you. And this week, I want to talk to you about a maester that has been not only helpful to me, but fun too. And I wanted to speak to what I have learned from her in this episode, because this is a season that I need to do some cleaning and decluttering. You know, the time when you order the annual large green bin from your waste management company. Well, at least in my neck of the woods, they can send us upon request a large bin and we keep it for about a week and fill it up. And then in a week they come and pick it up. And for me, it's time to clean up or declutter or both. Specifically, I'm getting myself into the headspace because I will be decluttering some rooms in my house. And well, it's important to have a project plan, right? We need a project plan or at a minimum, the mindset and information we need. My son is moving to his own place and he's picking up his cat, George, and I mentioned that, and some of his belongings. And so he's coming over and you know what? It makes me very melancholy to know he's moving. I'm happy for him and sad at the same time that I'm going to miss him. So it's a time to let go of some things in my mind and also physically. Anyway, this is the season for me to tidy up. So this maester's teachings are right in line with my life and the topic today, which is why I chose her, the maester Marie Kondo. But first, I want to say that she was criticized quite a bit recently because she admitted to not following the tidiness she teaches and is popular for. So basically, she's saying that she's not following her own system right now in this season in her life. And I love that. I love it because she's teaching me that perfection is not so perfect and it's okay to say as much. And man, does this take courage. And so to me, She is very courageous and a true maester. So I want to start off by quoting her exactly. She was interviewed by the Washington Post and she said through an interpreter, my home is messy, but the way I'm spending my time is the right way for me at this time, at this stage of my life. She said that at a media webinar and virtual tea ceremony. She further said, now I realize what it's important to me is enjoying spending time with my children at home. End of quote. And so today, what brings her joy is spending time with her babies. Some have criticized her for this admission, and man, do I champion her even more now. And I don't find a contradiction in what she is saying. Not at all. It is in line with her teachings. For starters, we change as the seasons change. But the truth Our truth, our character stands strong when we do what is right for us. 
I love the idea of working hard and yet acknowledging our imperfections and being kind to ourselves in the process, being compassionate for ourselves and for others. This brings me back because I remember when my kids were little and I had a business and a full-time job and going to school and thinking, when am I going to catch my breath? And I've mentioned it in the past, how upset I've gotten when I would hear people say to rest or this concept of cleanliness is next to godliness or meditate, right? Just meditate, just relax. I used to think, yeah, sure, easy for you to say. You don't have a crying baby or on three hours of sleep. Let's see how fresh you would be, (laughs) right? And I laugh now, but it was not funny then. So please take what you will that will serve you from this episode. If you decide to do this later, well, what I say is better late than never. So do what's right for you in the season of your life. Now, the other reason I'm bringing her to you on this episode is because Maester Marie really made a difference in my life as it relates to tidying and organization. And for us specifically, I learned this process of tidying our surroundings helps us in our project weight loss. It actually has been shown to reduce cortisol levels in our bodies. And Marie specifically shares that a byproduct of her book indicates as much, saying people were writing to her, telling her that they lost weight in the process. And this makes perfect sense to me because cortisol, basically that's what it does. It makes us gain weight because of the stressors in our body. So who is this maester? Let me share her bio. Marie Kondo is the founder of the Marie Method, a way of tidying your home. She's written four books on tidying and organizing, and in 2015 was named to the Times 100 list of the world's most influential people. She had a Netflix series titled Sparking Joy with Marie Kondo. Marie was born in Tokyo, Japan, and is currently 38. She has three children and sells her books and her system on her website. The book that I read and followed back in 2015 was The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up. The subtitle is The Japanese Art of Decluttering and Organizing. Let me say that when I first read her book, I was so excited that I bought three books extra (laughs) and I gave them away to my sisters and to my daughter. My son was a bit younger at the time, so I don't recall buying him the book, but I probably did. (laughs) So this small book, An Easy Read really got me jazzed up about organizing and tidying that I did a complete tidying of my bedroom and the common areas in my house because I felt that we should have neat common areas and I was responsible for my space, so a neat personal space as well. The very first thing I learned from her book and the YouTubes, because I wanted to know all the things, right? (laughs) The first thing I learned was that when it came to tidying or organizing, I needed to ask myself if the thing sparked any joy. And I think that today, some may think that the question is a little played out, but I respectfully disagree. How many of the things in your home, in your workspace, really matter to you? And I know the question is about joy, but think about it. Separate from having to have it because you need it to function, anything extra doesn't matter to you and bring you joy. Do you really want it? And for me, I thought, do I really need so many towels in my bathroom? 
so many clocks that were in the garage, so many things in my foyer, my halls, my kitchen that were just there. And some that I didn't even realize that were there because they were just buried amongst the multitude of things I truly didn't want. And so in asking this question, I went through and used her system and got rid of so much stuff. And not only did I get rid of stuff, I organized things so that now if I'm out of batteries, I can go exactly to where the box is for my supplies and check for that box where they would be in. And if they're not there, then I know I'm out. Simple. No time wasted. No big deal. And guess what? The box they're in. I love the box. I love the color. I love the set. I love the location. And yes, they spark joy for me. Even today, this question of does it spark joy for you can be seen in so many different ways. Makes me think of the thought, all roads lead to Rome. <laughs> the same question in my mind is, do you really want this? Does this serve you? Right? Such a good question. And so in line with, does it bring you joy? You see, it's a deeper question, really, of the purpose it holds for you. And does it elicit a feeling of happiness for you? And if it doesn't, why are you holding on to it? I asked myself that question and boy, a lot of things did not do it for me. <laughs> they did not. So the second thing I learned from Maester Marie is that putting your house in order is so similar to putting your mind your life, your spirit, and your body in order. And that is pretty darn magical. And so her book on the magic of it really spoke to me. Now I'm going to pivot here and talk about magic for a minute. You see, I found out and I didn't know that she had a magical moment that led her to her work. She said she experienced a breakthrough in organizing one day. She said specifically, I was obsessed with what I could throw away. One day I had kind of a nervous breakdown and fainted. I was unconscious for two hours. When I came to, I heard a mysterious voice like some God of tiding telling me to look at my things more closely. And I realized my mistake. I was only looking for things to throw out. What I should be doing is finding the things I wanted to keep, identifying the things that made me happy. That is the work of tidying. End of quote. Gosh, I love that. And you know, I looked at her website and she writes in her site, to her, the items looked like they were glowing. In this exact moment, she realized that instead of looking for reasons to discard an item, she should look for reasons to keep them. And the spark joy concept was born. And so reading this, I remembered Byron Katie talking about her many years of depression and then walking away from the depression in a state of joy, realizing that when she questioned the stress her thoughts, she realized she didn't need to believe them. And so began her signature work. She had an awakening, a magic moment of joy. And her amazing work of true healing started. And I love Byron Katie. Then I remembered Susan Pierce Thompson talking about sitting down during her morning meditation. And she got a message 
to write a book called Bright Line Eating. And she became a New York bestselling author and such an amazing maester about brain science and food. And she speaks about this divine moment of clarity. To me, a magic moment. Some may say a moment of clarity, a moment of grace, or Marie may say a magic moment of joy. I don't know. Then I remember Don Miguel Reese's book, The Four Agreements, another bestseller. And he speaks about his near-death experience and how that propelled him to enjoy life to the fullest. And then a health condition that propelled him to write his best-selling book. And what does he teach? To enjoy your life. Oh, but I have one more. The great maester, Eckhart Tolle. He writes in his book, The Power of Now, how he awoke from his deep depression and his body spoke within him and told him to resist nothing. And he had no more fear, no more depression. He says he saw an image of a beautiful diamond and he felt love and was able to truly see his room and then walked out to see the magic of life. I think he experienced true consciousness in that moment. And don't all of these experiences beg the question, look around. What brings you joy? What gift is there for you? What is the magic in your life in this season? This is to me what I learned from this Maester Marie Kondo and is so aligned with so many other great Maesters. You see, all roads lead to Rome in that their messages seem so similar to me. An awakening of magic and purpose. For Maester Marie, it was about finding the joy in her surroundings and keeping those things that spark joy. You see, to me, Marie Kondo was talking about putting your house in order, but really it spills out to helping you put all, everything in order. If you take it seriously, and I took it seriously, I started to question like these maesters, is my house in order? Is my mind in order? Is my body in order? And above all, where is my spirit? Is my spirit in order? Is it? And how can I find some order in this chaos? So Marie calls it magic, and so do I. I think that finding this spark is magical to some extent in the process of tidying and decluttering. I got so into it, <laughs> I started to look at minimalism. And let me tell you, my house is not a minimalist house by any stretch of the imagination, but I can dream. <laughs> I got rid of so much stuff. And for a while, my closet only held 33 things. I learned that there was a movement called Project 333. Yes, I know, sounds kind of weird. <laughs> but really, all it was was to reduce the clutter, the added baggage, losing what was weighing me down. Think of it, boundaries, being present, holding what you care for, such good stuff. So what exactly does she teach in her book? Marie Kondo teaches a system, and she calls it the KonMari system. This is the third thing that I learned from her, the KonMari system. First off, I recommend, of course, that you read the book. So what I learned from reading her book is that you start the tidying by first getting rid of the trash, by deciding what you will discard, letting go of the things that are broken, the things that's, that are no longer necessary, the things that you would normally discard. And the other equation to that is the things that you don't love and you don't need. 
And that's exactly what I did. So she teaches to think of it in categories when you're tidying. And I love this because I love puzzles and you look for patterns and pieces that fit in puzzles. And this was great for my mind, kind of fun. And you know, one of the things I didn't realize would have much impact is that she has you dump everything out on the bed from your closet. Can you imagine? It was so interesting to me to see all that stuff. I was a little frustrated with myself. And I think that seeing the truth of all that stuff present in front of me did something for me. It begged the question, do I really need and want all this stuff? And so I went to work making those decisions on what to keep based on a very simple question in my mind. My translation of did it spark joy? Did I love it? And if the answer was no or me, then out it went. She suggests that you group your items and designate a place for them. And I love this because once you decide on the place, well, then it's so much easier. Think about it. I asked myself, if I were looking for batteries, where would I go? So simple, right? Easy access close to my secretary's desk. And I bought three cubbies to hold all my supplies. And if the stuff didn't fit in those cubbies, I had some hard decisions to make. I wasn't going to buy another box. I was going to contain what I had and make some decisions from it. Thank you very much, Marie Kondo. (laughs) In her system, she also teaches that you make the tidying a special event. And well, I really agree with that too, because once you do this tidying, it is a bit easier to handle the daily pickups and the spring cleaning because the heavy lifting was done. She's not a fan of the incremental approach of tidying. And well, I'm not bound one way or the other, And I see the sense in both doing as much as you can when you can and tackling it all on one weekend. I personally preferred tackling a big chunk on the weekend or when I parceled out the chunks of time. The other reason that it makes sense to parcel out a good section of time for these activities of tidying up the different rooms is because of something called context switching. When you're focused on one thing at a time and you're not having to switch from task to another task and another task, it makes you more productive and more expedient. That's right. It will take you less time overall. And to me, time is gold. It is an amazing resource. So if I can use a strategy that will help me with the time, you better believe I'm going to use it. She also suggests that you absolutely do not declutter anyone else's space. And I am a hundred percent on board with that. Other people get to decide what they tidy and they do not tidy. I do not like to discard other people's things and vice versa. She writes in her book how she used to do that. And she realized that that was pretty arrogant of her. And so she no longer does that. And well, thank goodness for her, right? One of the things that she shares is that she gives her clients the homework of appreciating their belongings. And I really think that's pretty neat because... You know how I love gratitude. So to me, being thankful for what you have that you love or that serves you so well is such a nice place to be in. And what's also interesting to me is that she has a specific system of what to organize first. And of course, how, etc. She even has a way to fold clothing and a way to organize your closet. And a lot of that stuff you can also find on the on the Googles. <laughs> I 
I'm not going to go over her entire system that she explains in her book, but what I was really impressed by was that she said to leave the sentimental items last. And that to me is genius because to me, the hardest is that to let go of something sentimental. And the reason I think this is genius is because this is exactly the thing that stops us from doing any of the previous items that she tasks us to do and finishing most of what we start. So it basically stops us and derails us, right? Because we get very emotional. We distract ourselves and the big pile that we left on the staircase to be moved stays on the staircase for a while. Or that corner that we earmarked and we already touched once, well, it's going to sit there. And by the time we get to it again, we forgot what we were doing. And so it sits there because we get to a sentimental item and we stop. And so having it last means you tackled already most of it and therefore have already a sense of relief and accomplishment and are strengthened by the actions you already took. So the actions created the momentum and now you're better equipped to address those cards, the pictures, the other mementos. She says, no matter how wonderful things used to be, we cannot live in the past. The joy and excitement we feel here and now are more important. And she bolded those sentences in her book. And you know, it's by no means easy, but it felt great when I did it, when I was done. And the other thing, the benefit and byproduct of decluttering, of tidying up, which is the fourth thing that I learned from her, the byproducts of doing this. She says in her book that many of her clients mention how they lose weight in the process of tidying. And I quote, it is a very strange phenomenon, but when we reduce what we own and essentially detox our house, it has a detox effect on our bodies as well, end of quote. And this, of course, holds value for our project weight loss because I think, and she mentions it, is the cleaning and tidying process we find clarity and making decisions on what we want and find what we love. Then we end up finding a little bit of peace, finding contentment. And that is very freeing, let me tell you. I think it also helps with anxiety because sometimes when we're anxious about something, we have to do an event, a speech, a test, we'll start to clean. Have you noticed that? It's like you will have something big to do and then all of a sudden you're like decluttering the you know kitchen cabinets. It's like, what the heck, what just happened? And I think that's because in the back of our minds, we have this unfinished business. It's like we have clarity that we haven't finished this other stuff, right? And so we can't get to it. And that's why I think that doing it all at once in a larger chunk is so helpful. Now, here are some more health benefits from decluttering, less fatigue and more energy, lower stress levels, again, which impact cortisol. And why does cortisol matter? Well, because high levels of cortisol causes a whole host of issues, including weight gain, fatigue, high blood pressure, among many other issues. So if tidying up helps reduce cortisol, well, I'm all in. But here's the thing. What if tidying causes you stress? Then this is where we have to be clear and really think what season I'm in. Where is my mind? How busy am I? What are my priorities? And this is why I love Maester Kondo's latest perspective on tidying, which brings me to the last teachings I want to share and brings me full circle from my initial comments. 
It's all about what matters to us, what serves us, and what brings us joy today. Her message, what she enjoys, what brings her the most joy now is being with her children and family. And guess what that means? That means that the house may not be as tidy as she would prefer it to be. And that is okay. It is okay to be imperfect at times with our tidying. And this is the fifth thing I learned from Maester Marie. On her website, she shares this. She writes, I have always believed that tidying and organization are a form of self-care. By making space for what we value most, we can find more peace in our daily lives. But over the last few years, I began to question more, discover more about myself, dig more deeply into my ideal life, and work every day at living it. End of quote. Here's what I believe, that if I were to ever visit her house, it would likely be a hundred times neater than mine and probably yours. But my house is neater than it was 10 years ago. And I continue to grow and learn and work. And so this season, I'm doing my podcast, coming to you weekly. I'm serving my clients who I just love. And I'm working my nine to five. And yes, tidying my spaces. But above all, beyond all that, I live for the joy of being with my children, my husband, my family, and my friends. So today, I will leave you with a quote by Chuck Palahniuk. Find joy in everything you choose to do. Every job, relationship, home. It's your responsibility to love it or change it. And with that, I hope you calendar that tidying up session, keeping what serves you and sparks joy in your life in this season of your life. Have a great week, everyone. Hey, thanks for listening. If you're ready to achieve your weight loss goal and grow into your most authentic and amazing self along the way, check out our website at projectweightloss.org. See you there.